talked about this, that Netflix has a marketing problem. Uh, they don't really push things unless it's something absolutely enormous that they almost have no choice but to push. Uh, and the movie I'm going to talk about first this week is The Kitchen, which is Daniel Kaluuya's directorial debut with mm. Keepway Tavers, um, which just kind of came and went. I know I talked about it on one of the episodes, just saying that it's out now, but nothing. Well, that was only like last week or so. I think it has. It's. It's only. Been I don't like think a you week can say two. it's went yet. Yeah. True. True. But nothing. I mean, on Letterboxd, yeah. even I'm only like. There's only one other person that I'm following that has even seen it which is kind of crazy at this point i'm like that's strange this was on yeah my most anticipated long list for sure for last year mm -hmm. um and this is a really interesting film and i think part of the reason why people aren't talking about it is because it's not really i don't know how they would have marketed this movie because it is a dystopian sci-fi sort of film but it's mostly like a social drama about this low-income housing area in this kind of, I don't know if it's in the future or just an alternate universe where in London, fascism has taken over and there are no more, you know, kind of affordable housing units. And mm -hmm. this one that's left is called The Kitchen, housing uh, our main character known as Izzy. And then it's kind of this lone wolf and cub story about him and this young boy just trying to fight back against the man. And it's really slow it's really quiet. It's not like what I was thinking this was going to be like a Neil Blomkamp yeah, I feel like kind it's of a thing. Not marketed as a slow and quiet movie at all. No, it's like dystopian sci-fi. And you're yeah. like, whoa, okay, cool. And that kind of threw me for a loop. And um it's it's really interesting because I, I didn't love this movie, but I also know that my expectations were wrong going in. And I think that Dan Daniel Kaluuya and Keyway Tavers have some serious talent when it comes to visual uh, artistry because it looks mm -hmm. gorgeous. I don't know if it was shot on film. It really looks like it was shot on film. If not, it was a great emulation. Um, and I don't know. It's just this really kind of slow, basically melodrama about like classism and race and all of these different things and injustices and... Um, uh, you know, fighting back against the unjust. And while I didn't love it, I also did really appreciate that this is a movie that's coming out right now that is hitting Netflix. It's not one of those big, huge red notices or anything like that. It's just like a, I don't know. I don't even know how to qualify this movie. It's just, hmm. it's kind of a strange thing. So The Kitchen, I would recommend it. Um, I don't really know who I'd recommend it to necessarily because it's not like, yeah. oh, sci-fi movie. It's not that. It's really not. Like there are sci-fi elements because it's in a futuristic kind of a society, but that's about it, yeah. you know? Um, so Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be interested. To, I would be interested yeah. to hear what you think, but. That's definitely on my list of like ones that I want to actively watch. Yeah. Like, you know, I it's certainly, you know, you had said, oh, kind of came and went. And I'm like, oh, this hasn't gone for me. This is like on mm. my I think up until today it was like the most recent one on my to watch on my watch list on Letterboxd. Mm. But yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I, you know, Daniel Kaluuya, like, love him. 
there's a, a level of artistry just like inherent in him. I feel like that yes. I really am intrigued to see how it translates. So yeah, completely agree. And I think that that's why this works. And, and, and it also gives you kind of a little snapshot into who he is as an actual person. Cause I don't know that much about the guy, but I kind yeah. of have a sense of where his uh, like sensibilities are, which is kind of cool. Sure. So yeah, the kitchen, nice. I mean, check it out. Interesting. Nice. Um, I will kind of keep with our theme there uh, and talk about the creator, which I mm. watched last night. Yes. Um, now, I know you had had problems with this movie, correct? Yeah. Storytelling problems, but, you know. Yeah. So I really can't decide if Gareth Edwards is a good director or not. Bingo. Yeah. Um, I think there's something really, really, really good in this movie yeah. there's something really real here um that just doesn't have the script to support it yeah um like it, i like i mean aesthetically and like the cinematography and the gf the vf the gfx the gfx uh and the uh vfx to this are absolutely next level and it like he shot it on fs or FX threes or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. A it's like this movie. <laughs> yeah. This movie is done for a, uh, $80 million budget. I think it was. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this has $200 million written all over it easily. You know what I mean? Um, the sheer, the scope of it, I, it, like, it's all really, really good. Except the script is kind of just, I, I hesitate to say garbage, but like it, it starts off in a really good direction. And then, completely throws it all away yeah um it's it's yeah it's some weird like i don't know it, it wants to be like a terminator level kind of thing but like thinking about what life is right um and <laughs> that's just not there so i don't know i mean john david washington is amazing in this mm -hmm. um i did not expect allison janney yeah for like three minutes when she first, I'm like, that's not Allison Jane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, this, 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 it's a very strange role for her, but it um, is. Yes. You know, and then like Gemma Chan and Ken Watanabe, Watanabe, like underutilized. Definitely. You, you know, like kind of just, yeah. Um, and then, yeah. The, and then it just kind of starts really strong. And then the, the, story falls apart that's all i can say yeah so. visually stunning i think this will take vfx at the oscars i mean it, and it definitely deserves it and i think gareth, yeah. gareth edwards is uh i think he was an animator so he has a real good sense of when and where to use what and you yeah. can get that throughout this entire film i mean it looks gorgeous yeah like the whole thing and, he, and he's like i i hate to bring this comparison but he's got like a Zack snyder thing going on yeah. where it's like don't write your own stuff yeah. gareth like yeah. find an incredible screenwriter to like team with and there's some great stuff that could come out yeah of, of him agreed so, i mean we talked about rogue one um, and it's like the reason that works is yeah. because it melds the writing of tony gilroy with the visual palette of you know gareth edwards and then you get some magic exactly. you know <laughs> exactly same kind of thing and like the same thing with uh um godzilla you know yes where you get you know you get david callum who wrote godzilla um that's you know also writing the spider-verse movies now right right Exactly. I'm glad you watched it either way. It's not a bad movie. Yeah. It's just like, it's so strange because my, I think our hopes were so high for it and then for it to just fall short yeah. in a couple strange ways because it's a very much a character piece. 
and you're like, hmm, the characters are not working for me, really. And the dialogue yeah. is really not working for me. So, um, yeah, very strange. Tough. Very tough. Um, g- going right along with our sci-fi here, I watched a movie that uh, I'm very shocked I hadn't seen. I think because people told me it was bad. Have you heard of the movie Life from like 2017? You've definitely seen the poster yes, and the trailer. with with... Uh, Ryan Reynolds? Yes. No. Yes. Ryan Reynolds, yes. Jake Gyllenhaal, Rebecca Ferguson, Jake <laughs> uh, Hiroyuki Sonata. <laughs> like literally in my head, I was like, with Jake Johnson. No, it wasn't Jake Johnson. No. It was Jake Johnson. With uh Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes. Oh, no, it wasn't Jake Gyllenhaal. It was, it was Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. No, it was yes. both of them. <laughs> both of them in a garbage sci-fi epic, the likes of which we don't get anymore. And um hmm. this is you know, trying to be alien, trying to be 2001, sort of, definitely trying to be gravity, um, and not mm. completely failing at everything, but it's just one of those like mid budget, mid level kind of stupid sci fi movies. I mean, it's what 65 was trying to be, honestly, but 65 sure. is way worse than this movie, which is crazy. <laughs> um, it's about a crew of astronauts on a space station who are trying to find life and they find life and life does not like them. And so it's, you know, it's kind of a, it's honestly the good parts of this film, of the good aspects of this film are the mm-hmm. alien claustrophobia things. Like there are moments that I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. this is really, really effective. And it's, you know, you don't really care about the characters all that much because they're not really well written and sure. you don't get anything. <laughs> but I was very, very engaged with that aspect of it. And then it does the whole, you know, there's a kind of a twist ending. There's all of these um markers of this kind of garbage sci-fi movie that i had a great time with it's not good but it's also not bad like they would never make this now because it's way too expensive with these actors but you know like i kind of wish they would put one of these out every year even if it was just doesn't have to be like a doesn't have to be a huge thing it can just be like be what it is be what it is exactly Um, doesn't have to be amusing on like the no existence of life and all that no have an alien explode out of ryan reynolds's chest and we're good like that's cool so (laughs) um life i think it's on prime right now not a bad 90 minutes you know if you like that kind of thing it's some pretty good creature effects some gross out stuff that you're like ooh, this is yeah this is you got something here um but yeah so (laughs) life there we go nice nice um i'm gonna break away from our uh our sci-fi path here um and go to this week's godzilla movie Mm. Um, and I know I say this every week, but I will try not to do one of these every week, but this one certainly merits, uh, being talked about. So the one I watched was Godzilla King of the Monsters. Mm. Um, this is 1956. This is a year after Godzilla. So if you recall last week, I had watched Godzilla Raids again, Mm -hmm. which was like a sequel to it. Godzilla King of the Monsters. The biggest comparison I can draw to it is Power Rangers. So Godzilla King of the Monsters okay. is the American release, essentially, of Godzilla, except they've taken this guy whose character name is Steve Martin, played by Raymond Burr. Sure. He's a white guy from like a Chicago newspaper that just happened to be in Tokyo. And literally, they just cut him into the first Godzilla. Oh, my God. It's the weirdest thing. And it's literally like he he's a reporter. So he's like narrating what's going on. That's like the device they're using is like, yeah, 
oh, Godzilla, like this, 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 this. They shot extra footage that like makes it look like he's in the room for all. He's not like superimposing anything, but it's like, here's the scene from Godzilla. Yeah. And then we're going to cut to this guy who's got like a Japanese interpreter next to him saying like, hmm, my Japanese isn't that good. What are they saying? And literally they just like explain what's going on in English. Oh no. And it's just the weirdest vibe because it's like, it's Power Rangers. It's like literally they took like footage and cut in a white dude. That's (laughs) To make it palatable for for American American audiences. audiences. It's so bizarre. Like there's no subtitles at all. Like they literally dub over over people sometimes, you know. but it sucks out the soul of this movie. Oh, God. It's so bizarre. I mean, you still get a little bit of it, but, and maybe I was too hyper aware of it, but like yeah. every time they cut to him, you're like, this is not the same. It's, yeah. Like the, this was filmed later. Right. You know, you're clearly cutting a, like, oh, yeah, like if there were more people that way, that's where he'd be standing. Right, you know? right. Um, Extend the frame. You know, he's there. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, he just has all kinds of access that you're like, why would this foreign reporter, like, be allowed on this military kind of, like, so bizarre. I don't know. Apparently, and this is, I think, going to be the hardest one for me to find, but uh, in 1957, the French took the American remake of the Japanese movie Mm -hmm. and made a French version of the American version of the Japanese movie. But um, Sure, yeah. I don't know. Uh, so that <laughs> I'm going to track that down, but yeah, Godzilla King of the monsters. Um, don't watch this. Mm-hmm. Go watch Godzilla. Yeah. End of line. Like That's there's it. nothing else to it. So yeah. Yeah. King of the monsters. So, Hmm. That's a great title. I mean, it's a great title and they obviously remade, not remade it, but they did another Godzilla movie with that same title in the like. 2010s. Oh, I think there's a couple. Yeah, it's a great. I mean, there's yeah. the, there's Godzilla King of the Monsters from like the the um, legendary mm-hmm. series here. Yep. Is that what it's called? Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of just like repetition going on in these. So, yeah, I think um, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think there's another one of those later. I think when they do King Kong versus Godzilla, there's a Japanese version. And then, Mm. uh, a year later, we released one for America. For us Americans Um, over here who can't understand anything. So yeah, need a, need a white guy to explain to us what's going on in Japan. (laughs) So, oh God. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah. Watch the original Godzilla. This is it's borderline like blasphemous. Yeah, I was going to say this sounds like pretty offensive (laughs) in a lot of different ways. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, I won't be checking that. Although I am like interested now that you've said all that. I'm like, hmm, it's it's weird. Might be. And like maybe if I had never if I had not watched the original Godzilla, like, you know, a few weeks ago, I wouldn't be so like reactionary towards it. But (laughs) it's just. Brutal. It's weird. Very strange. Very, very strange. I, uh, one of the only two movies I really watched this past week, uh, was a film that again should have seen being an Andrea Arnold stan as I am, but I finally Mm. watched her adaptation of Wuthering Heights, um, which she did in, I believe, 2011. I think this might have been her last film 
maybe I think she she did Cow, mm. but her last narrative film, uh, mm-hmm. which is kind of insane to me. I mean, she she's only been working since like the late '90s, so it's like, wow, okay, you put out that many bangers in that short <laughs> of a time span. Um, yeah, but this is like I said, an adaptation of the novel, which I had not read, did not know anything about. I went back and looked into the plot just to see how close it was. It's pretty close to the plot. They did cut a lot out because the novel is very very long. Um, mm-hmm. This is. I thought this was incredible. It is very strange because it's a period piece. Um, and if mm-hmm. you don't know the story, it is about a young biracial boy who is basically rescued, quote unquote, from the streets of London, taken back to this farmhouse estate. Not an estate makes it sound really, really nice. It's not. It's basically like a a cabin out in the middle of the <laughs> the I guess sure. British like farmlands and. There he meets this young girl who is the daughter of the man who rescues him. And then they begin this very strange will-they-won't-they they kind of a relationship. And obviously this is mm. way back in time. So uh, him being even slightly of color is a huge part of this whole film. And it is a really like devastating and touching a uh, portrait of just longing and lust from different angles that you've never really seen before. And it hmm. takes place in like a couple different sections of time. It jumps time a few times. And um, I just thought this was incredible. And I'd never seen a period piece like this usually. And I'm thinking, you know, Barry Lyndon, there's a lot of films where sure. wides, you get to see the vistas, you get to see a lot of, you know, panning shots on sticks. This is a 100% on handheld with like an 85 oh, wow. millimeter lens that, and in the first 10 minutes, I'm almost like, is she ramping up the frame rate or the uh, shutter speed? Because it feels mm. even more jittery than normal. And then it just continues on this path of like, just strange idiosyncratic filmmaking that somehow fits even better for this kind of film. And maybe that's why I responded to it because it feels so much more modern than other period yeah. pieces like this. Um, deep contrast, amazing use of just landscapes and the environment around lots of fog, <laughs> um, just wow. gorgeous vistas. Um, I thought this was great. It's tough because it's not fun to watch. I don't know how many times I'll revisit <laughs> sure. this film, but I mean, just yeah, just really interesting. And it's you know, it's Andrea Arnold's classic social drama that is very much like based in the real world. Like I don't, I don't yeah. know people of this time period, but it feels like if you were to just be looking at like looking in on a couple people from this time period having a conversation that's how she shoots these things and um yeah. loved it absolutely loved it not a five-star movie but easily a four-star film and uh all yeah, right really interesting really really interesting um james housen who'd never acted before and kaya scoladario who i i love you know she's great um yeah so yeah check out wuthering heights i think a lot of people have seen it at this point but you know it's worth checking out if you haven't nice Nice. Um, I will wrap us up real quick uh, with a show I've been watching, Ooh. and I think we talked. We've talked a little bit. About, I think we've talked a little bit about it in the past. But I am watching uh, True Detective Night Country. Ah, yes. Um, this is the fourth season of True Detective, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and like all the previous ones, it's like a whole new setup. Like you know, they don't really connect between each other. Um, but this is uh, Jodie Foster um, as 
it, it, as Liz Danvers, um, you know, the, the main character, I guess, um, certainly the, the pull, the name with the most pull yes. on the, uh, yes. um, there are other people in here that you, you might know, but she's a big name. Um, her and her partner, Callie Reese, um, who plays Evangeline Navarro are basically cops up in, uh, the Northern parts of Alaska, um, where the sun sets for like, and then stays down for like, I don't know how long, but like a month or two or like a while, like the sun just doesn't come up. Right. Um, it's really well done Mm -hmm. thus far. It has this level of mystery to it that I think a couple of the previous seasons didn't quite nail quite as well. Mm. Um, I mean, nothing will compete with the first season, but sure. Um, but it's also it's really weird because you have to keep reminding yourself that this isn't all happening in one night mm, because it's, it's night. not cutting back to day. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, you know, there's these things going on, but you have no sense. And this might, I think, is part of what makes it so like eerie, I guess. Mm. But you have no sense of what time it is. Yes. Like ever, you know, you have no idea if it's the same night or if it's like a day later, like, or if it's been, you know, if it's one o'clock in the morning or if it's one o'clock in the afternoon. Right. Um. So it's, it's, it's coming together. I will say it's a little strange and without giving anything too spoilery, um, there do seem to be actual supernatural elements to it mm. this year, Ooh. which there haven't been in the past it's been like spooky and eerie but like all kind of comes down to people being really spooky and eerie right um scooby-doo you know yeah exactly um but i i you know i say that this we're i think three episodes in so far so i may be just barking up the wrong tree completely damn you know what i mean this like i might just not know what's going on but um but yeah, Jodie Foster's really good in it. It's really funny because, like, she, so she plays like a um, police chief, mm-hmm. and I don't think I've ever heard Jodie. Fo- I don't think Jodie Foster can yell. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, but like, there's a couple times where she goes for it, and it's, it's just like no resonance to it. It's just like Jodie Foster trying to be like, I don't know, just it's talking very funny. louder every than time. She, it it <laughs> takes me out a little bit of it every time she yells because I'm like. Get some like breath in that diet, Bram. Yeah, yeah, Jody yeah. Jodie Foster, you know. <laughs> oh, that's really interesting. Don't listen to me at all, Jodie Foster. You are perfect. Yeah, the way you do are. you, like, Jodie Foster? I yeah. know you're listening. So, um, yes, that's uh, one of our first listeners. <laughs> yes, uh, that's interesting. I've been hearing some kind of both sides of this. People saying that it's not good, and people saying that it's you know one of the better seasons of the show. So I'm kind of like you know, yeah. It seems like it's. I don't like. Is it better than seasons two and three? I so far think so because season. Let me make sure I'm remembering. Exactly I know two was like not good. I didn't watch two. Yeah. I, so season two, yeah, is the one with Vince Vaughn and Colin Farrell. Yeah. Uh, and Rachel McAdams, and that I remember getting like a couple episodes into and being like, nope, I'm. Mm. I'm I'm not here at all for this. Yeah. Uh, and then I think season three. Ooh. See, now that I'm sitting here, I'm like, I think I watched that, but I don't really have much memory of it. Mm. Um, not not good. Not what you yeah. want. <laughs> um, but I I'm here for season four. Um, you know, it's it's good. 
it's good. There are a lot of people that are like trying to, for lack of a better term, put out like a lost gloss on it. Oh, where they're like trying to suggest connections between like the first season and this season. Like, I think Matthew McConaughey's character in the first season was from Alaska. So people are like, oh, this is like where he grew where up he and all came this kind of from. stuff. And I'm like, maybe, but I don't think uh, Nick there, um, Nick, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, Nick Pizzolato. He's a lotto. I don't know. Um, is, is going down that path. Yeah. And also, like, I assume they all take place in the same universe, just not in the I same assume. town. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah. Who knows? And, like, yeah, like, one of the things is, like, ooh, that person might be Matthew Kane's dad. And I'm like, that's where that's a lot. Come on, guys. That is like, a lot. And also, just like, let cares? it exist on its own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be an extended universe. God. And it's not like we're going to get to the end. And it's going to be like Matthew McConaughey and Colin Farrell and and yeah, Mahershala all you know, come together uh, as like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, the Avengers. <laughs> yeah. Well, the hey. detectives. Oh man, the I, truest uh, detective. The truest detective. Yeah, I don't know. I might check this out. I'm TV is hard for me right now, so we'll see. I'm if it if it all wraps up in a way that people are like, yes, you have to check it out. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll make. Did it you fine. watch the first season? I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause that's I'm like, you gotta you can't go into another season of it without the first season. Yeah. Under yes. your belt. Agreed. Like this is the this twenty twenty three was the year of like this is the one for a lot of people, which is cool. So 